Primo production, she put on for a shot. In this big city, I want them to mention me. <laughs> Talk your shit, Bree. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the Bree Moore Productions podcast. I am super excited, as always. And first, I would like to thank all of our listeners. Now we have up to like 370. And that is major to me. <laughs> um, it makes me excited because it, it makes me realize that I'm not talking to myself. So I am solo dolo this podcast episode because I really want to um, speak to the entrepreneurs, it's, um, the black entrepreneurs. Now, please keep in mind the reason why I started this podcast because I felt like we needed a safe place for the black opinion. So I'm going to go in. This is my personality. You, This is like, what, the 11th episode now? So you guys kind of should know how I flow. Um, so regarding the black entrepreneurship, there's a few things that irks my fucking nerves <laughs> when it comes to this. And I want to talk about both sides of the fence. You know, we we have already talked about black business, but this is not just about like the business. Like this is not about transactions. This is about leadership and the confidence and the will and the ability in the organization and the structure and the faith that is needed for entrepreneurship. And I am, as everyone else is, um, very into social media. You know, I see a lot of things on social media that I don't agree with. And I guess it's because like, I don't know, like I'm different in many, many ways. Like I'm very different. There's certain things that I don't do. There's certain things that I do and let's get started. So the whole thing about entrepreneurship is finding a need or a want that's not already provided, right? But in some cases, in some cases, that need or want is already out there, but you have another spin. You want to do something different. Um, so you create a business. So my thing is, my story is, I didn't necessarily start off as an entrepreneur. Um, I like to say that I was forced into entrepreneurship. So let's get a let's get a background of how things came about for me and why I look at things differently is because of my experience. Okay, so I was working at a hotel, and I got the hotel job strictly because I needed a car. And I transferred to another university. So I decided to start commuting. And the co-signer of my vehicle at the time told me to get um, a reliable job so I'd be able to take care of the car note. So I was able to do that, got that done, whoop-de-whoop. Um, the reason why I decided to transfer to another university, because I wasn't 
happy with the major that I was pursuing. At the time, I was pursuing business administration, but I wanted to focus on fashion, fashion merchandising. I wanted to be a buyer. So I transferred to a university that was able to accommodate me and make me happy. So I got the job at the hotel. It wasn't too far from the university, probably like 30 to 45 minutes. Um, And I decided to commute to school every single day, which was a big (laughs) mistake. So while I was working at this hotel, um, I noticed that this is definitely not what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is not a passion. It's just a temporary thing. So I started doing my research and finding opportunities for me to gain experience in the fashion industry. So I volunteered. I interned. I interned like two or three times. And it wasn't like small volunteer jobs. Like I interned for one company for almost a year. I interned for um, a theater um, for about six, almost six months at a time. And this is unpaid jobs. I was just strictly trying to gain experience in my in my desired um, in industry. And I wanted to bump heads and get to know people. But the main thing was to gain the experience so I can put um, certain things on my resume in, in my portfolio. Um, and during that time, I learned that this is something that I really want to do simply because I'm doing it for free and I am fulfilled. You know, like I am extremely happy. I know for a fact, this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do because I would sit up here and I would do this all day because it taps into my creativity. I'm a very creative person. And if I'm not coloring, if I'm not you know, cutting things up, painting, pasting, gluing, I am unhappy. So I finally found um, a situation where I can be creative. So that's when I know, oh, this is this is it. This is where I need to be. Um, so I, I transferred to another, I got pregnant, decided to, you know, not go back to the hotel. And I decided to transfer to a, a school that was nearest to my home at the time. And um, I found myself there. Like I found another layer of my creativity at this specific school. Shout out to Wade College. Because it was it was creativity everywhere. And it was like-minded people. The, the classrooms were smaller there was paintings everywhere. There was drawings. It was just, it looked like my room. It felt like home. So there I was a a very like excellent, for the first time ever in my college career, I was an excellent student. I was making nothing but A's and B's. I was winning scholarships. I was being published in the school's magazine. You know, it was just, it was just amazing. You know, I ended up being one of the top three top three students in my class and my portfolio is still on their website to this day. Um, So it was a very, it was a very good experience. And then I also learned, well, I I got confirmation that this is definitely where I need to be, you know? So at the time, before I got my degree, I was working at this uh, cheerleading uniform company and 
I wanted more. Like I was just like literally just putting rhinestones on uniforms and stuff like that. And it was a great, you know, it was a great opportunity because we was working with the Cowboys. We was working with uh, other NBA teams and NFL teams. Like it was a great opportunity because I was looking at the situation like, oh, this is this this is an opportunity to put in my portfolio to say I have touched the Dallas Cowboys cheerleading uniforms or, you know, whoop-de-whoop. So I was very excited, but I wanted more. I wanted more responsibility. The day that I asked for a promotion is the same day that they got rid of me. And in the midst of all that, we are planning the the fashion show in Philly. And I was, you know, I was trying to figure out how I was going to tell my job that I needed to be out for two weeks, right? But anyhow, it all worked out and I didn't sweat it. And I told myself at that time, you know, I told myself that I was going to put my resume in places. Like I'm, I'm going to put my resume in places and I'm going to apply and I'm going to go on interviews. And I did, but I was wasting time and gas and in, in the, in the midst of all that, of that happening, looking for a new job, I was also hustling and really, um, stabilizing um Bree Moore Productions and didn't even know it. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just trying to make ends meet and I started selling paintings and I and I um came across the after school program uh opportunity and uh what else like um we had the fashion show in Philly and I was like you know what <laughs> maybe it's just time for me to just not go back. Maybe it's time for me to really just not uh, worry about being um, accepted in other companies and really build my own company and really focus on it because most of my, all of my, not most of my, all of my great accomplishments come from Bree Moore Productions. So that was 2017 and 2018. Uh, I was just like, you know what? We're just gonna go full throttle. You know, I'm not going back. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. We're gonna strictly focus on Bree Moore Productions, and we're gonna grow it, and we're gonna expand it, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that. And um, in 2017, we also started the closet sales. Wait, yeah, June we started the closet sales. So my schedule picked up. Anyways, I was busy, and it was like how. How do you how would you have time to do a a nine to five job and still be able to, you know, um, put on fashion shows and closet sales and costume design and art shows and even paint? When would you have time to do that? So in 2018, I was like, you know what? This is it. I ain't going back. I'm happy here. I'm in my zone. You know, I'm paying my car note at least. Um, My mama is very supportive. She's with it. She rock with me. This is what we're going to do. So 2018, I just went full throttle with Bremore Productions. We got the office space. Um, we we turned up a notch with the closet sales, um, the fashion shows, the after school program. It was just my schedule was like absolutely so packed that I can't even think about working for somebody else. Right. So in, at the end of 2018, last year. I was going through my computer and I was like 
getting rid of files and things that I didn't need anymore. And I came across my resume and I haven't told nobody this. (laughs) So I came across my resume and something in me told me to delete it. And I was like, why? (laughs) I was like, no, you might need it. You know, an opportunity might come by. You might need to. And I was like, well, Brie, you got your portfolio. You got your website. You got so many things to prove that you are who you say you are, that you have the skills, you have the ability. Hell, you have articles written about you. You got trophies. You got awards. You got you got references. Like, it's no problem for you to, you know, grab a reference. And I'm not talking about just like, you know, I don't have to make up my references anymore. I've worked with so many people and have really good relationships with so many people. I can call really dope people up and be like, hey, I need you to vouch for me. And that that's 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 just what it is because I worked extremely hard, put a lot of time in into this into my craft. So I was like, delete it and don't look back. And I was like, all right. So I deleted it. I don't have a resume no more because I solely want to work on bring more productions. I believe that I am sitting on a multi-million dollar company. I really do believe that. So that's my whole entrepreneurship situation. I feel like God really put me in this position to, you know, make me uncomfortable and make me switch up and really believe in it. And he showed me she, he, whatever. I feel like God showed me that this is what you need to be doing. Like I'm showing you like, listen, like you, I had to sit back and I calculated how much money I made compared to how much money I was making on that job. And it was, I was breaking even. Like I was literally breaking even. I was making the same amount of money by myself while working on this job, right? So at this time, I was just like, you know what? That's it. I ain't working for nobody else. I ain't going back because I got what it takes. It's here. It's in my hands, right? So the things that the thing that annoy me when it comes to social media is people don't tell the truth about entrepreneurship. Um, yes, it's rewarding. Yes, it's it's amazing. Yes, you make your own hours, but they don't tell you how determined you have to be, how dedicated you have to be. They don't talk, they don't talk about the time management, they don't talk about the downs of it, they don't talk about that. Sometimes you feel like you're not enough. They don't talk about the times where you don't have shit, you don't have no money, and you eating oatmeal for lunch. They don't talk about, you know. The times where you want to go out, but you can't go out because you you done invested um, five hundred dollars into a microphone for your podcast, or you know you done invested five hundred dollars into your website, or you done uh, invested five hundred dollars to t- uh, to give to a photographer to promote and to uh, use you know photographs and create photographs for you and graphics and stuff like that. People don't talk about that. Um. And that's the thing that really irritate my soul because I'm like, if we gonna if we gonna talk about entrepreneurship, we gotta let people know what they walking into. And yes, you know, everybody's situation is not gonna be the same. You you might end up coming off, you you know, a little bit more easier than me because a lot of us do have that support system where we are able to like move the way we move. And I I definitely have a great support system. And some of us don't have 
you know, the small support system. But if we're gonna if we're gonna promote entrepreneurship, we need to really uh, be honest about it. And before I was in this in this position, uh, I used to be one of those people that tell everybody, "Hey, listen, quit your job, do your own shit." But now that I'm in this position. I definitely believe that entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Just like a nine to five is not for everybody, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Um, because you are literally managing yourself. Nobody is telling you to send emails. Nobody's telling you, hey, this is in your job description. You need to get this done. Nobody's telling you, you know, only take one hour lunch break. You know, sometimes you get caught up. I ain't working for nobody. You start feeling yourself. So you end up taking a three-hour lunch break. But yeah, you still got shit that you need to do. Nobody's telling you to get up in the morning. You need to be here by 9 a.m. Like, I have to tell myself this. I send my own invoices. I maintain my own website. I, I lead a group of people. Nobody is telling me, Bree, this is your job description. This is what you need to do. This is what needs to be done. You're literally on your own financially, emotionally, like nobody is leading you. You got to lead yourself. And then on top of that, when you get a team, you got to lead them and you got to motivate them, which is uh, a fucking struggle within itself, you know? So you have to learn how to be uh, a motivating leader, you know, a leader that really get people going, leader that makes people excited about being part of your company, and that is self. And I'm learning right now that shit, <laughs> that's a struggle as well because you get so used to like, you get used to being in that zone where you don't have to worry about other people doing their job. You just worry about yourself. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, you gotta, you gotta be that. And, um, it's a new, it's a new space that you walk into now. Do I feel like everybody can um, own something? Sure. But everybody can't be that entrepreneur. And you can still be an owner of a business and not be a, be an entrepreneur. You can literally find somebody that you're that in that's in the in the industry that you are interested in and they starting off and they consistent and they very passionate about what they're doing. You can be a um, a business partner. Uh, I'm sorry, a business partner, and you can also be like a silent investor. And your name is on the paperwork, but you just you know you just feeding that business. You just feeding that person and just making sure that they doing what they they supposed to be doing. Um, but you being an entrepreneur, no, I honestly feel like a lot of people need to stay at their jobs. You know. You are great at the nine to five. Be there. Stay there. You know, I don't think everybody is entrepreneur cut. Like, I don't I don't feel like everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur. So really, like, before you get into this position, you really have to challenge yourself. You really have to test yourself. You really have to go through those volunteer positions and those internship uh, positions to really see if that's what you want to do. That's where you want to be. Cause if you, if you're looking at somebody and you seeing that they're making money and they're happy and you like, well, that's what I want to do. Cause this person is doing it. 
if that's your only purpose behind becoming an entrepreneur, then you definitely don't need to be doing it because as soon as something go bad, you ain't going to adjust. You're not going to adapt. You're not going to know how to handle it. You're going to give up. And when it, when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's not it's not meant for those that give up easily. You cannot be a quitter when it comes to entrepreneurship. You got to keep going. Even if you just make $5 that day, you got to keep going. And you got to learn how to flip that $5 to 10. You got to learn how to flip that 10 to 15. You got to learn how to flip that 15 to 20. You just can't sit and dwell on on the the slowness. You got to be very patient. You got to be very uh, strategic. Um when it comes to entrepreneurship. And that's the thing that we need to talk about. So I had to really get on this podcast and really talk about it because a lot of people want to just, oh, I quit my job. And it's like, wait a minute, you have even been in business for a year. Breemore Productions has been in business before I became a full-time entrepreneur for a good four to five years. Before I just let everything go, my side hustles, you know, uh, I was also working for this uh, agency where I would just do odd jobs. I even let that go. I even let favor go. Favor is like a like a food. Um, it's kind of like Uber Eats. Um, it's pretty much like you just delivering food or whatnot. I let that go. So uh, like I let everything go before I let everything go. My business was already in uh, in operation for four to five years. And um, you definitely don't need to just just, you know, just let everything go. You got to be very strategic when it comes to this, um, because it's not even just about the money. Well, I got the money saved up, Bree. I, you know, I'm ready financially. No, baby. You got to be ready emotionally too. And you got to build your network. Who the fuck you going to deliver to? Who who you going to service to? Who who's buying your product? If nobody is buying your product and nobody is don't if nobody knows the services that you bring, you don't have no clients, you don't have no customers. You need to stay at your job till you build that up, till you build up your network. Until people can literally see your logo and be like, bam, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. Or, you know, now when people hear other people use the term closet sale, they be like, is this Bree shit? Is this Bree Moore Productions? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. You know, you really got to execute brand recognition and your network before you just literally just give up on everything. Um, there's layers to this business shit that people don't talk about. You can't just up and just be like, woo, it is more than that. It's layers and layers and layers of it. And it's paperwork and you got to get done. It's a lot. And I'm not trying to discourage anyone um, when it comes to entrepreneur because as a black entrepreneur, I feel like we need to have options. Like we need to have a gang of podcasters, a gang of a gang of bloggers, a gang of different services and products. We need to give our people options to the point where they don't have no other they don't have no other choice but to support and buy black because there's so many options. You know, you walk into your closet or you you can even open up your refrigerator right now. You will see that most of the things that we consume 
it's not black owned. But if if a if a lot of black entrepreneurs put their services and their products out there and our people buy it, it would change. We will walk into our closet and there will be nothing but black owned um clothing. We can walk into our refrigerator and there will be First of all, the 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 uh, the food would come from black-owned grocery stores. I am all for black entrepreneurs and black businesses, absolutely. But do I believe that everybody have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? No. Some of us need to be in corporate America because we we are we excel at it. We are great at it. And when you sit at a table, and you're a great representation of your community and where you come from and you see somebody else that's from that same community or even if they not you know you'll be able to open that door for that person because you've been sitting at this table for so long you are well respected and well liked so if you you see somebody else that look like you and have the same skills of you come in and you have the 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 power to hire them yes so we need we need black people in corporate America as well. So we'll be able to pro- provide the that access to other blacks that's interested in that company. Um so and like I said, like we can still you can still be an owner of a business and not necessarily be the one that's putting all the work in. I know for myself, I wish I had somebody to come in and say, "You know what, Bree? I see you working hard." I believe in what you're doing. I'm just going to fund your business. Can I be your silent business partner? Can I have um, 10% of your business or even five or even 1% of your business? Because I believe that it's it's going to go places. And it, even if you can just allow me to have a, a little say-so in certain things, you know, can can that happen? Hell Yeah. Absolutely, because my platform and my business is for us. It's for the black opinion. It's for the black model. It's for the black designers. It's for the black uh, bloggers. It's for the black photographers, the black writers, the black. It's for us. Breemore Productions is for us. So absolutely, if somebody comes to me and we, we sit down and we talk about you know, the logistics of things and we on the same wavelength and we, you know, you just want to make sure that everything keeps afloat. Hell yeah. Why not? I won't mind saying that you're my business partner. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, they take a lot of responsibility out of me too. You can come to me and say, Brie, I'll give you $50 a month. I'll give you $50 a month because I know right now your company is a multi-million dollar company. I, I know for a fact that my $50 is going to turn into $50,000 a month. Let me let me get a part of that. Why not? For sure. You can still be an owner of a business. You don't necessarily you don't have to necessarily start a business. You can you can be that. And like I said, before you get into this life, you really know you got to know what you're getting yourself into. You got to go hungry. You got to starve. You got to be thirsty to see if this is for you. So I'm going to be right back. Um, I kind of went in, uh, been talking for more than I wanted to. But um, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back. 
If you're looking for a mist to add to your daily routine, please check out XYTO Skincare Mist. It's great for energizing your skin. It's great on bites and blemishes and irritations. It also cleans your skin of germs and viruses. And most importantly, it hydrates your skin. Again, if you're looking for a mist, to add to your daily routine, we highly suggest that you try out this mist. To purchase your mist, you go to shopxyto.com. Again, that's shop at xyto.com. Please tell them that Bree More Production Podcast sent you. We love the mist. We've been trying it out for a few days now, and it's amazing. Again, if you're looking for a mist to just spray on your skin and go, but also have great benefits, make sure you check out XYTO Skincare Mist. Again, that's XYTO Skincare Mist and tell them that the Bree More Productions podcast sent you. Peace. Okay, thank you guys for still listening to me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, today we are solo dolo. Because I wanted to speak on entrepreneurship and I feel like you can't really speak on things that you haven't been through. Or maybe you can, but can you really give sound advice? No. Um, since I am an entrepreneur and I don't work for no one else but myself, uh, my company is Bremore Productions. Um, I feel like I can give sound advice. I feel like I can, uh, you know be be le- legit and be spot on when it comes to entrepreneurship. I also want to talk about other things that I've seen on uh social media. Um one of the another thing that irritates me when it comes to um entrepreneurship being posted on social media is that people like especially people that's just now starting in the beginning stages um you guys consistently speak on the lack of support and you consistently speak on the lack of support from friends and family. And, uh, I just feel like all the whining and all the complaining is not necessarily, it's not necessarily, uh, what is it? It's, it's just, it's just, it's not needed. I don't think it's needed. I think when it comes to this lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle, you have to adapt and just take everything gracefully, take everything in stride. And um, like I always said, I had a conversation with my uncle before he passed away. Rest in peace to my uncle James. He told me when it comes to entrepreneurship, you got to leave all the emotions behind. Not when it comes to like, you know, being in business with somebody that's not on the same page as you and not having that that strength to let them go. But you also have to stop being emotional when it comes to the little things, um, like the lack of support. And a lot of y'all like, but Brie, that's not, that's not little. It kind of is though, because- when you go into these classrooms, right, if you went to college and if you had a business class, the, the first thing, one of the first things they tell you about business is knowing your target market and who you want to market to. And 
nobody ever say family and friends. People always say, you know, middle class, uh, ages 18 through 36, uh, love fitness, love shopping, whatever caters to your business, whatever makes sense. That's what people say. People don't put family and friends as their target market. So when it comes to business, you cannot expect your family and friends to show up. I, at this point, I don't expect my family and friends to show up. To me, that's a plus. To me, that's amazing. Like, thank you for showing support. I I respect that. I love that. Thank you. But my target market is strangers. I want to meet new people. I don't want to necessarily to I don't want to just uh just be in business uh with the same people. To me that doesn't help my business. It doesn't challenge me. Uh when you cater to those that you already know, that doesn't necessarily help your business. It's not going to go anywhere. I feel like you got to get in and you got to meet new people. You got to challenge yourself because you know, for a fact, your homegirl and your and your family, they kind of have the same mindset that you have. They 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 move similar than you do. But if you go out to the world, you'll learn that, you know, certain individuals don't move certain ways. Like, for example, let's say McDonald's. The McDonald's in the United States of America, even if that's even the McDonald's in Dallas, Texas and North Dallas, to be specific, is not the same McDonald's that you go up to in South Dallas. I have been in a McDonald's in the States and also in Berlin, Germany. The, The McDonald's in Berlin, Germany had a whole cafe before there was a cafe here in the in the McDonald's in the states, like they really have a cafe. They have a coffee shop. They have, um, they have the 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 muffins and the donuts and stuff like that. That shit blew my mind. I was like, y'all really do have a McDonald's cafe. And upstairs they had a dining area on the second floor, and then on the third floor they had a whole movie theater in in the McDonald's in Berlin, Germany. They had a whole movie theater. McDonald's cater to their to their certain demographics differently than they do anybody else. So that's the same thing. Like you got to challenge yourself. You got to know who your target market is. You got to know, you know, who is who and what they like and what they expect and what the demand is. You already have that idea when it comes to family and friends. That's not going to challenge you. That's not going to grow your business. It's not. So stop looking upon family and friends to support your business financially. If anything, you know, if you need a babysitter and your aunt and your cousin can watch your kid while you vending at an event or you uh, going to a radio interview, that is support. If your family and friends are sharing and liking and commenting your posts on social media, that's support. But actually wanting your family and friends to be your customers and your clients, that's not going to work for you. That's not going to challenge you as a business owner. That's not going to bring you more business. It's not. You got to think outside of your your circle. You got to think outside of the box. To really expand, you really have to expand outside of your circle. I understand you want to rotate the dollar. You want everybody to support each other. I'm down for that. Absolutely. Like I said, I get mad excited when I see my family and friends at the closet sales, at the fashion shows. I love that. 
But I also know for a fact that we come from the same place. And I know that what type of financial obligations we all have simply because they are my family and friends. And I do not expect them to, <laughs> to buy everything that I put on my website, to be at every closet sale, to be at fashion shows. Cause I know like y'all, you know, we, we come from the same place. I know what, I know what y'all going through financially. So to really challenge yourself, to really expand your business, y'all got to get out that mindset and stop getting so upset when you feel like people ain't supporting your business like you want to. You got to focus on things that really matter. You really got to focus on your real target market. You really got to focus on your budget. You really got to focus on promotion. You got to focus on marketing. To me, focusing on your family and friends is just little petty shit that you can ignore. You got to get out here in these streets. You got to be out here at these networking events and really shaking hands and kissing babies. Not at family reunions. Not at birthday parties. That's no. That's a no. So that irritates me when I see that. And I'm speaking from experience because I'm in this situation. My family and my family and friends don't get personal invites to my closet sales and the uh, fashion shows and whatever. They don't get that no more. I did that in the beginning. I'm not doing that no more. It's a public event. If you see it, come to it. You know what I'm talking about? Like, stop thinking about the petty shit and really start focusing on the things that really that's really going to elevate your business like you want it to. Another thing that I see on social media is um, the lack of consistency. One minute you selling hair and you going hard and you and you know every time I get on my social media I see you and that's Monday and then the next following Monday I don't see you no more it's like oh I ain't doing it no more it's not working out for me I'm done it's you know and then the next following month you back at it and it's like oh I'm back I'm back at it um just had to take a little break no no you got to be consistent, even when, especially when you don't want to, especially when you feel like ain't nobody paying you no mind, especially when you get zero likes, especially when you get zero comments. You know, everybody don't like and comment. Everybody don't want to share. People see your shit. I be, I be, I be at certain places and people would tell me everything that I put on my social media. And I'd be like, damn, I know for sure you don't like. I know for sure you don't come in and I know for sure you don't share none of my posts, but you can tell me everything about what I said on social media. And that's facts. So if you weren't about people like not supporting you like that, like get out of that mindset. Y'all got to start with that mindset. You would go nowhere with that mindset. And when you speak at negativity, that sh- when you put that shit out in the universe, you're going to get that. You're going to get what you're saying because you're speaking it. And that's the reason why I always say be careful with what you say because the universe is listening. You also attract negativity. If you always negative, you're going to get negative shit. You ain't going to get the support that you want. You ain't going to get the likes that you want. You're not going to get the comments you want. I'm at the point right now. I post my flyer. I post a flyer on social media. And I just put my phone down and I go eat something. Or I go read a book. I be like, I'm going to let the universe do what the universe done. I'm done. I did my part. Now just let it work for itself. Y'all stressing. 
over a like and shares and comments and stuff like that. If you have an amazing product, if you have great customer service, if you if you got quality when it comes to your brand, you have nothing to worry about. And you got to understand things do not happen overnight. It's not going to happen for you overnight. It's not. Beyonce wasn't Beyonce overnight. Beyonce had to sing at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs before she was Beyonce. Beyonce had to, her parents had to foreclose on their house and live in a small one bedroom apartment before they was living in mansions. Shit don't happen in one day. It doesn't. You don't want it to happen in one day. You want to know why you don't want it to happen in one day? Because you're not going to be prepared for that type of success. You have to go through the process so you can actually create structure. You can create organization. If you don't have structure and organization, you're going to fuck around and you ain't going to be able to supply the demand. You're going to be all over the place. And with that, you lose customers. With that, you lose clients. Shit don't happen overnight and you don't want it to happen overnight. So stop. Stop with that mindset. If you're going to do this shit, if you're going to be a business owner, listen, you can't be too emotional. I understand this is your brand. You love it. I love Bremore Productions. Bremore Productions have opened up doors. Now I travel because of Bremore Productions. I love Bremore Productions. I love my company. I love everything about it. I know every aspect of my of my company. That's how much I love it. But when it comes to business, you have to put the emotions to the side. You have to. Another thing that I don't like <laughs> is uh you know, business owners writing reviews about customers. And that's like, again, that's like McDonald's uh, writing reviews about, you know, people that's asking for too too much, uh, too many sauces. Damn, Sandy came in here today, asked for 15 sauces with your greedy ass and just posting it all over their Facebook and Twitter and making Sandy feel like shit. You know, when it comes to business, you're going to have those asshole ass people that come Listen, <laughs> as a recent, as a recent, I have dealt with so many assholes as a recent. It's been crazy. One story, I'm going to make it short. One story, this dude supposedly supposed to hire me to put on this event, this event for him. The first time we had to reschedule because something came up on his behalf. The second time we rescheduled is because it was raining and it wasn't working out. You know, it was raining stupid hard. And we are in Texas. You know, if if it rained too hard, if it snowed too hard, we ain't going nowhere. So everybody that was supposed to come to this event, they canceled, right? And mind you, I'm the person that's that's bringing everybody together. That's my job. I'm the organizer. I'm bringing everybody together. I'm printing out things and I'm ordering lunch and I'm making sure drinks and whoop de whoop is whoop de whoop. Just making sure everything is in order. And he just comes in. He sit down. He do what he do. We leave. So I'm supposed to put on this event for him. It rains and everybody is counseling. And it was raining extremely hard. And dude got mad because. He felt like 
you know, things wasn't going the way as planned. Mind you, I done reached out to so many people, not just ordinary people, but people that's in his desired industry, right? Then invited these people to come out, then put in orders for lunch, and I was going to go out and get the, the lunch while everybody was getting settled, and just, I worked. I worked. I did my part. I reached out to people. I kept in touch with these people. That takes time. All that text messaging and calling people and confirming with people and making sure that people are going to show up, that shit takes time. So long story short, it rains. It didn't happen. He gets mad. He says it's not going as planned. He said that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not doing what I told him I was going to do. I tell him, listen, let's reschedule. I, I still got these people on standby. It's okay. We can reschedule. Just have patience. Things don't happen overnight. Whoop de whoop. He said, now nah, I want my money back. I just want my money back. I said, bruh, I don't work. I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable with giving you all of your money back. You know, can we compromise? Can you give me something in return of what I've done? And then we can go our separate ways. So I'm withholding the money because I'm like, if he tell me, okay, you can keep this amount, I'm a, okay, cool. But since you ain't talking about no amount, I'm saying no, you ain't getting no refund. I don't feel comfortable with you. Ain't talking about compromising. I'm telling, I'm I'm pretty much playing mind games, and that's where I fucked up at. <laughs> Cause dude started threatening me. He sent me like a text message on my business address, just cussing me out and just going ham. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? Your little chub chose is not worth it. Cause at the end of the day, I have worked hard. I have built an empire. Um, I have built a res- well-respected, well-liked, good reputation, good standing business. I would hate for uh, this petty ass shit to just mess up everything that I done created. So I give him his money back. Get on social media, you know, posted videos and uh, said some crazy shit on his on his uh Facebook post talking about, you know. If you end up on the back of a t-shirt, that's your fault because you grimy and all kinds of crazy shit. Yes. Yes, people. Yes. And this is the first time that I have even, I have even like said this out out loud. I didn't go on social media. I didn't post his, his name and I didn't write no review on him. I just call it for what it is. I took that shit to the chin and I call it a day. Because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. These niggas and these people that got all this negative energy, bad energy, it's not worth it. I'm not going to put no emotions behind that situation. I'm not. For what? You know, you got your money back. We good on my end. I'm not going to get on social media. I'm not going to go back and forth with you about none of that. Because my business is gold. My mind is gold. My creativity is gold. And honestly, you're not worth it. You're not worth me getting all riled up, cussing you out, making people look like, now I look like a fool, just like you look like a fool. Now we both look like look like fools. And I'd be damned if anybody make me look like anything that I don't want to look like. You know, that's on me. If I want to look like a fool, I want to look like a fool. But looking like a fool just because somebody done pissed me off. No, I'm not about to go back and forth with you. Here go your little cho-cho and just call it a day. So you got to stop being so emotional when it comes to business. 
You can't allow people to get you at your uh at your character. You can't allow people to come in and get you all upset because you have a bigger purpose. You have a bigger it's a bigger picture and there's a bigger reason why you in a business. God gave you this reason. He gave you this this vision, this purpose for a reason. You don't want to throw it all away of a one bad customer. Now, don't get me wrong. If somebody posts something about your business, you know, you got to learn how to handle that. Don't get on there and, of course, defend your business and even offer them a next um, style or haircut or service for 50% off or something. And if they decide not to take it, that's on them. But I always kill them with kindness. Either kill them with kindness or be quiet. If you're not... If you're not in the mood or you're not the type of person that don't know how to not talk shit, just be quiet. If you know how to kill people with kindness, do that. But that's that's the only two options that you should give these people. You shouldn't you shouldn't give them people what they're looking for. They're looking for negativity. They see how how beautiful your business is. They see that you have good energy. That they see how good you are with people and how much people love your services and your business. Do not allow them to take that away from you. Do not stop being so emotional when it comes to business. Because if you're always emotional, you it's not gonna your business is not is not it's not gonna happen. We gotta learn how to take L's. And L's are not necessarily losses, they are also lessons. I learned even though I took an L and I had to refund him, I also had a peace of mind. And, the, and I, as soon as I gave him the refund, I was like, oh, I'm done with dude. Like, I don't ever have to talk to dude again because I'm not obligated to give him shit now. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you got to think of it that way. It's a lesson. And then from that experience, I've also learned how I want to move to protect myself now. Now I know I need to do this. I need to do that. So this never happens again. So stop being emotional. And again, if you're not the type of person that don't know how to talk shit, you just got to talk shit, then you just need to be quiet. Be quiet. Let them talk. Let them say what they need to say. Let them look like a fool. And if anybody comes to you and, and say anything, if you got proof, you got text messages that you did what you were supposed to do, you know, share it with people, but don't don't get on Facebook and go ham and make lives and, and all that that's stupid to me. Like, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not going to help your business at all. Period. Um, so with that being said, I think I covered everything. Um, (laughs) I, I really want to encourage you guys to, you know, just move a certain way, move a certain way and attract positivity only. And if it's negative, let it go. So you will have a peace of mind. With, with the peace of mind, you'll be able to really focus on your business and get what you need to get done. You know, with a peace of mind, you'll be able to, you know, just solely focus on the positivity and be happy and still love what you do. If you focus on a negative part of it, if you focus on negative people, then eventually you're going to hate the vision that God gave you. So fellow entrepreneurs, please know that you're going to get those bad customers. But don't allow them to, you know, 
to make you hate what you do. Don't don't do that because it's bigger than them. It's bigger than you. God gave you the the, the vision for a reason. And if you are now um, in the position to solely work for yourself, do not allow these people to destroy what you've created. They are not worth it. Um, make sure y'all stay positive. You know, challenge yourself when it comes to entrepreneurship. Don't just cater to your friends and family. Actually go out and meet strangers. Write down your target market. Write down the certain people you want to buy your product. If you want people that love the color yellow, you know, that you know that love listening to the radio, that loves going to events. Write those characteristics down. So you'll be able to know what type of person you're looking for. And when you actually get those interns and you get those um, those employees, you know, um, you know what to give them. You know what to tell them to look for, what you're looking for. Um, so also keep that in mind. Um, be gracious. Take the take. Take this negative shit to the chin and pray about it. Meditate on it. Don't let it drown you. Don't let it like destroy everything that you've created is it's not worth it at the end of the day and start writing reviews on social media and most importantly be careful about what you say because the universe is listening and if this have made you you know change your mind about entrepreneurship and now you like you know what I'm just going to execute the nine to five because the nine to five is where I need to be. I'm cool with that too. Cause that's the purpose of it. Like I said before, you can still be an owner of a business, contact somebody that already got their business rolling. They consistent, they passion, passionate, you know, for a fact that they are going to do what they going to do. And you know, your money is going to go places and it's going, it's going to be long then yeah, contact these business owners, these small business owners and ask them, can you get in? Um, You can still own, you can still own a business without being a full-time entrepreneur. Um, So pretty much being an investor. If you look at uh, Shark, if you look at Shark Tank, that's exactly what it is. Everything that I just spoke about. So I just really wanted to talk about entrepreneurship because I see a lot of people tapping it into it. But I want y'all to know that there's layers to this. There's layers to entrepreneurship, just like it's layers to everything else. So please keep this in mind. If uh, you have anything that you would like to add to this discussion, to this topic, if you have the Anchor app, you can actually leave us a message and we will talk about it on the next podcast episode. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Bree More Productions podcast episode. Um, to me, this is fun. To me, this is everything that I needed. Um, and I feel I feel safe. <laughs> it's definitely safe for the Black Opinion. Um, Please continue to love it and like it and share it. And let's have open discussions about the topics that we talk about here. Um, I'm very grateful. And until next time, peace.